This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Jane Brown. It came to light this week that 99 meldonium positive tests have been recorded since the January 1st ban. That is the same drug that Russian tennis star Maria Sharapova tested positive for and admitted to using last week. The World Doping Agency said on Friday that since the first of the year, there have been 99 positive tests for the banned substance. Sharapova, in fact, is one of seven Russian athletes who've tested positive for using the substance. We want to find out more about this substance now and how common it is in professional athletics. On the line with us is emergency room physician Dr. Brett Belchez. What is your thought on this development, doctor? Well, it's, it's a very interesting story, and it is, to be honest, a little bit of a fishy story. Now, this is a drug that is actually not available here in Canada. It's not available in North America at all. In fact, it's only really approved in Eastern Europe. So this is a drug that is made by a company in Latvia, and this drug has been approved over there to treat conditions like angina and heart failure. And it's not a traditional drug in terms of how it does it. What it actually does is it inhibits an enzyme that allows us to get energy from fat instead of from sugar. And by inhibiting the, that enzyme, the thought is that when we actually get our energy from sugar, that requires less oxygen than getting our energy from fat. And so there is a thought, and some studies in rats have shown that it would be of benefit in patients with heart disease. Um, but there is also a thought that potentially, because of this ability to get energy more easily with less oxygen, that it could actually be of benefit to athletes. And so, you, you know, nobody's ever really 100% conclusively demonstrated that it has athletic benefit, but apparently it is in wide use in Eastern Europe and in Russia uh, for these types of uses. So apparently even, the, you know, there were some stories that even the Russian military was giving it to soldiers and to laborers to be able to do more tasks and have more energy while doing tasks. But it hasn't been proven. Now, when we look at what's happening in athletics, for the most part, the athletes that are testing positive for this are Eastern European athletes, because this is just not a substance that we're seeing over here in North America. Nobody is prescribing it. No doctors here really would ever use this. Um, but, um, you know, the, the conditions that Sharapova claims that she is getting this, con- that this drug for are, I believe she claims she has prediabetes and magnesium deficiency. And I think she also said the other reason that she's getting this drug is that there's some abnormalities on her electrocardiogram. And I can tell you for sure that when you look at the, the stated reasons why anybody would ever actually have this drug prescribed, none of those reasons fall under what she is describing as her reasons for being on the drug. So it's a very fishy story. We don't really know. Um, you know, whether or not this gives any athletic benefit, but certainly there's no medical reason for her or other athletes for the most part to be on a drug like this. Why would this drug have been flagged so late? I mean, I say so late because obviously banned substances have been, has been an ongoing problem in uh, professional athletics. Well, you know, I think that that part of the story here is that, you know, we usually ban substances that are are more, I guess, uh, hormonal in nature. If you look at all of the drugs out there, um, there are either either things that are steroids, which help to build muscle mass, or there are some metabolic drugs, you know, some of the stimulant drugs that give people short bursts of energy or extra strength. So things that have been well proven to give, to be of benefit in athletics. Now, 
This one, I believe, only came to light more recently because it was something that people didn't really know about. Uh, as I said, it's very—it's not very widely available or used around the world, and for the most part, it had been identified as something that had a legitimate medical use. So only very recently, I think, did it come to light that this is a drug that actually it seemed to have been something that athletes were using to enhance performance, and that, that is new information that I think most people were not aware of before. Um, you know, there there are some question marks, uh, you know, about whether or not there is a political element to this, given the fact that really all of the athletes that are using this do come from one part of the world versus another. Um, you, you know, I can't really speak to the legitimacy of those, but, you know, I, what I can speak to is the fact that there really is very little legitimate reason for any athlete who is healthy to be on this drug. I mean, this is a drug that you really only should be taking if you have severe heart problems, and, you know, the people who are taking these, these health athletes certainly have no reason to be on it. Right. Maria Sharapova would be the picture of health, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. No. So when we look at, you know, the conditions that you really should be on this medication for, and again, I'm going to say should be in quotation marks because, you know, this is not a medication we would ever prescribe here in North America or in Canada, but even in your Eastern Europe, and, and there's a lot of questions even as to how she's getting the drug because she doesn't live in Eastern, Eastern Europe. She lives in the United States where this drug is not supposed to be sold and she shouldn't even be able to purchase it there. That's a whole other question altogether. Um, but when we look at the conditions that somebody should be on this medication for, you know, there are really only two indications that are flagged are one, you have something called angina, which means that you have severe blockages in the arteries of your heart, which means that you're unable to get enough oxygen to your heart when you exert yourself in any way, and she certainly does not have that. And two, you have heart failure, which means your heart does not adequately pump enough blood in order to allow you to exercise or to have normal levels of activity. And again, she certainly does not have that. And there is no indication anywhere that somebody who is healthy and or has even the conditions that she states she has should be on this drug for any reason whatsoever. So, Dr. Belchez, your gut feeling is that Maria Sharapova and the others who've been flagged are on, were on meldonium to enhance their performance as athletes. Well, well, my gut feeling is that that was probably their intention. Whether or not they got any enhancements in their performance, we don't know because there really isn't the conclusive research to say that this enhances performance, but certainly the motivations here are very fishy. Is it possible that all of these athletes, including Sharapova, who presumably has a huge team of people around her, didn't check the new list of banned substances for the start of the year? Well, you know, one would have to believe that because, you know, the, you know, having been on this drug, and especially if they were using it for, for reasons that, you know, were sort of less than kosher, um, you know, they must have been aware had they looked at the list that this would be something that they would now be getting tested for. So, you know, you know to me, the only explanation for, you know, being caught red-handed taking this drug with that announcement out there is either they didn't see the announcement or, you know, they, they somehow just were, were plain, I, I guess, ignorant of the fact that they were going to be tested for the drug given the new guidelines. It just, to me, it says that they weren't paying attention or they just weren't really smart about what they were doing. What criteria do drugs have to meet for them to be banned? In other words, what drugs would be flagged as performance enhancing? What's the criteria? Well, so that that is uh, a long discussion, and so I don't know that the, you know I don't know that there is a specific set of objective criteria. Uh, you know, I I think that, and again, this is slightly out of my area of expertise because I, I'm certainly not somebody who who works very extensively in terms of you know rules and regulations for professional right. athletics. But but my understanding is that there does need to be some consensus that a drug is not something that should be getting should be being taken for medical benefit and that there should be some consensus that there is a possibility that that drug would lead to changes in an athlete's performance so 
Uh, you changes know, for the better. Changes for the better, right. for sure. Certainly changes for the worse. I, I, I couldn't imagine being something that people would be banned for. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, even when you look at some of the marketing hoopla around this, around this drug in Eastern Europe, which is, again, hard to understand because none of it is in English, but when you look at the marketing hoopla, there is a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, claims that are made around enhancing performance in a number of circumstances. So, so the drug itself and those that are pushing it are certainly trumpeting its benefits for things like this. And so um, just around that, it would seem to be a logical conclusion to say this is something that our athletes probably should not be taking. Dr. Brett Belchez, thanks for weighing in and helping to clarify the issue for us. My pleasure. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.